Welcome, market participants, to another Three Things in Credit. I'm Van Hesser, Chief Strategist at KBRA. Each week, we bring you three things impacting credit markets that we think you should know about. Stocks flying, spreads tightening, GDP rebounding. It's all good, right? Remember that seemingly fringe book of yesteryear, 1999 to be exact, entitled Dow 36,000? Well, that's when the Dow was at 10,000, and the author's forecast was for three to five years out. Sure, they were early, like 20 years early, but all of a sudden we're there, and then some. Here's to Dow 100,000. This week, our three things are, one, that GDP report. Everyone, literally everyone, missed this. Here are our takeaways. And two, narrowness. Beware of the aggregate statistic. And three, earnings warnings. Underneath market euphoria is some sobering guidance. All right, let's dig a bit deeper. A whopper of a GDP report. 3.3%. That's just about double what the Fed's longer-term growth estimate is for the U.S. And at a time of significant monetary tightening and acute awareness, at least among businesses, that a recession remains a distinct possibility in 2024. 3.3%. Wow. By now you've read that of the 68 economists surveyed by Bloomberg, 3.3% was higher than every single estimate. By a ton, 2.5% was the highest in the group. Sure, the so-called volatile categories, inventories and net trade, accounted for much of the upside surprise, but it is what it is, a surprisingly strong outcome in the wake of the strongest monetary hiking cycle in 40 years. Here are our takeaways. One, consumer spending, which was up 2.8%, just won't quit yet. Here's some thoughts around that. Excess savings remain larger than most expected. B of A says deposits across income groups are 135% still of pre-pandemic levels. Wage growth has beaten inflation growth in six of the past seven months. Jobs remain plentiful as 96.3% of the labor pool has a job and the security of knowing that if they were to lose one, they should be able to find one quickly. Household net worth, just off record highs. Some of those saving for a home have given up and are now deploying retail therapy in its place. Some consumers are delusional about maintaining a lifestyle that elevated during the pandemic courtesy of stimulus. As savings deplete, they are borrowing via buy now, pay later, and credit card availability to keep it all going. All of that is driving strong consumer spending. Government spending, up just over half of 1%, also chipping in. State and local government hiring in particular drove the increase there. And three, CapEx, 1.9% to the plus, is hanging in there. Businesses are much more pragmatic than consumers, but confidence in an earnings rebound has brought back a willingness to invest. Is this the last hurrah? Well, in our opinion, yes, in terms of this sort of outsized strength. We expect consumer spending to moderate over the course of 2024, as many of those factors we just mentioned rationalize, especially excess savings and growth in real wages but it does strengthen our call for a soft landing and is likely to push out rate cuts. All right, on to our second thing, narrowness. Now don't fight the tape. Words of wisdom for sure, and we seem to be caught up in one of those moments where that advice is well taken. Don't fight the tape. Stocks at record highs spreads well through long-term averages. A quick survey across the media 
and the B of A Global Fund Manager survey says the likelihood of hard landing has gone to a tail event. Have I missed something? The answer, humbly, is no. Remember back in mid-December, that's a little over a month ago, we saw a survey of 18 street strategists that was evenly split on recession, no recession, in 2024. Of course, that was before hot retail sales report and the GDP report. Well, maybe it's the same old story. The Magnificent Seven have once again ripped higher and taken sentiment with them. In fact, technology is the only S&P sector that hit a recent record high. For what it's worth, the equal-weighted S&P 500 is not at its all-time high. It's actually 5% below that level set two years ago. The Russell 2000 is 19% beneath its recent high. Peel back that onion a bit and a different story emerges. Now, parts of the economy are doing well and other parts less so. There is a narrowness to the strength. We see it in the labor market. Yes, the unemployment rate has been sub 4% for two years now, but private sector job growth over the past six months has come almost entirely from leisure and hospitality, healthcare, and education. Together, those sectors represent just over a quarter of economic output. The latest manufacturing surveys out of this past week from New York, Philadelphia, Richmond, all decidedly negative and all missed the estimates by a bunch. Again, a narrowness to economic growth. Last week, Wells Fargo on its earnings call commented that in the aggregate, its measures of consumer financial wherewithal, quote, paint a pretty good picture, unquote. But it continues to point out that there are cohorts of people that are more stressed than what the aggregate numbers imply. Management seems to be signaling what our own data is showing in non-prime securitizations, that delinquencies are rising at a rate that warrants close attention. Again, a narrowness to economic prosperity. How about earnings? Of those same 18 strategists that were split on whether or not we end up in recession in 2024, all 18 forecast earnings growth for the S&P 500. Small caps, not so much. Some 40% of the Russell 2000 is unprofitable, according to J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Yes, leftover effects of the pandemic are clearly carrying the economy. But if you're trying to see around a corner, keep an eye on small business and the half of America that lives paycheck to paycheck. I'm guessing it's easy for most listeners to lose sight of those. All right, on to our third thing, earnings disappointments. So against the euphoria of that record-setting stock market, that which underpins that market, earnings, has had a growing list of disappointments from a range of bellwethers. Apart from the decidedly idiosyncratic stories such as Boeing and its latest transgressions, the disappointments are less in the form of material earnings misses and more in a softening of 2024 guidance. 3M, whose stock is down 55% since mid-2021, provided more evidence that, one, span of control is challenging in a conglomerate, and two, there is a real cost to a business undergoing a major restructuring. Its newly updated guidance reflects a muted macro environment where demand in core industrial markets in the U.S. is mixed, while China and consumer retail end markets continue to be soft. Its new 2024 guidance calls for earnings to be 1-5% to below the street's consensus. General Electric is approaching the end of its multi-year breakup of its conglomerate. Investors have cheered the execution of its ambitious plan, with its stock up 61% over the past year. Still, management threw a bit of cold water in the story by signaling adjusted earnings in 2024 
are likely to be 7 to 14 percent below consensus. Texas Instruments guided its first quarter sales to a level 8 to 16 percent lower than estimates, resulting in earnings that are expected to miss by 18 percent to 32 percent. Increasing weakness across the industrial and a sequential decline in automotive demand is driving the expected softness in the company's results. DuPont warned that Q1 sales are expected to be 8% below the street estimate due to inventory destocking among its industrial customers, as well as continued weak demand in China. Starting to hear a theme there. Discover warned that losses on its consumer loans are likely to be substantially higher in 2024 as turbocharged growth during the pandemic vintages season. Now, the, the important message here is to curb your enthusiasm rather than duck and cover. The economy is set to slow, notwithstanding that GDP report, and we would expect earnings growth to come down over the course of the year from its lofty double-digit expectations. So there you have it. Three things in credit. One, that GDP report. The case for a soft landing has strengthened. Two, narrowness. In the aggregate, all is well. Peel the onion a bit and you'll find pockets of weakness. And three, earnings warnings. Don't lose sight of these amidst the record-setting S&P 500. As always, thanks for joining. Don't forget to check in on kbra.com for our latest ratings reports and research. We'll see you next week. Hello, listeners. Join me, Van Hesser, KBRA's chief strategist for in-depth conversations with credit experts in my new monthly podcast, Leading Voices in Credit, where I'll interview market professionals on the latest trends in credit markets. That's Leading Voices in Credit with Van Hesser. Subscribe now.